0: I'm Chris Barker and I'm Will Betts and this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast.
1: In this podcast we speak with producers, engineers, DJs and industry figureheads about their fantasy forever studio.
0: The studio that our guests imagine today will be one that they have to live with forever. But there are some rules in Studio Foreverland Totally fine and normal rules Yes the rules So here they are Our guests can select a computer A
1: DAW and an audio interface Those are given Then they have the cortex crushing challenge Of selecting just six other bits of studio kit Plus one non-gear related luxury item But let's not
0: forget the most important rule of all That's it. Any collection of software or hardware sold as a single item is prohibited. Exactly.
1: Today we have Australian producer, songwriter and musician Laura Jane Lowther, better known as
0: Kuchka. Her signature style of experimental pop music is laced with trippy beats, sharp texture and hypnotic ethereal synths and vocal melodies with previous collaborations with ASAP Rocky, Flume and Sophie, a string of singles and an EP, everyone has been waiting patiently for Kuchka's debut album, which is available now.
1: So, will we be getting an analog synth pack studio or will there be some surprises? Let's find out. This is My Forever Studio with Kuchka. Welcome.
2: Hello. It
1: is out now because um, when this podcast comes out, the album will be out. So, you must you must be dead excited about that.
2: Yes. Oh god, it's been like a while coming, so yes, I'm very excited for it to actually be out. So I can feel like I can move on.
1: You heard the sort of intro rules there and the kind of scope. So we're dreaming up sort of your Fantasy Forever studio. I mean, the first thing we always talk about is where in the world would you put your Fantasy Forever studio? Because you've moved now from Australia to LA. When when did you move and and why did you move?
2: I moved almost four years ago now. Um, I was touring. I had like a few tours coming up in the US and it's just seemed crazy going from Perth, Australia, to LA and, like, you know, back and forth all the time. And so I was like, I've got my visa, I might as well just stay here for the time being. And then that turned into living here for the past yeah. four years. So, yeah. So,
1: do you think it, uh, in sort of dreamland, if you could put a studio anywhere in the world, it would be in LA or?
2: No, No. (laughs) I think I'm going to put it back in Australia.
1: (laughs) That's fair, that's fair. So uh, tell us about like where in Australia, why and what the studio vibe and what it would look like, you know, from the outside, what's the building, what's the decor?
2: Okay, the reason I went in Australia is because I'm obsessed with this beach called Tamarama, which is in Sydney. And it's got like a, it's kind of like a large cove. So on the right-hand side, like, facing the ocean, there's, like, beautiful sand where you can, like, chill. There's, like, a cafe, all of that stuff. And then on the left, there's all of these, like, rocks that you can... When the waves come in, they kind of form pools. So you can chill in them. It's, like, um, you can... They're probably, like, a, a meter deep. And also people, like, hang out there, like, take music, have, like, dance parties. Mm. It's like wow, incredible
1: in true Australian style. Those are there loads of things that can kill you though, like lurking mm-hmm. in those pools, like the <laughs> creatures
2: in the pools? I mean, I don't think so because the water gets refreshed so often because it's like lapping up onto the pools, so it feels okay. really safe. Like I'm not an ocean person. I, I'm not like a surfer. I'm scared of sharks. No,
1: I mean, actually, is it a house and studio? I mean, do you like living where you produce or do you like going somewhere? I do
2: like living where I produce. So mostly because I love to nap. Um, <laughs> so if I can have my house in there too, like amazing. Yeah. I don't need a lot of living space. Okay. It can be like a one bedroom, me, my wife, like she'll need a place to work so she can have like a little office in the house and then the studio. Okay. Perfect well i'm thinking like built into the rocks as well
1: (gasps) yes yeah that's that's kind of good yeah yeah and you get the kind of constant year-round temperature then in the inside the the kind of cave house kind of thing
2: yes maybe like one of those doors with like a swipe something so like it reveals and you enter through like the cave that would be amazing okay
1: so a bit like the house in uh ex machina the oh, movie oh <laughs> yeah
2: oh that's incredible that's like in the forest right but it has
1: that sort of solid side with no windows and then you enter and it's all windows okay.
2: yes
1: that's very yeah cool. that would be amazing so and what's the <laughs> what's the sort of decor and vibe of, of your pr- production space specifically i mean do you like a, cr- a creative space a bit messy with stuff like to influence you or are you kind of minimal what's the vibe
2: i like Lots of books, so I can, like, go to them for, like, lyrics inspiration, um, visual inspiration. Um, It needs to be really cozy. Like, lots of plush surfaces, like rugs, um, something that you can, like, chill out on and read. Um, The lighting has to be nice and cozy. Natural light would be perfect, so maybe, like, the windows can be, like, you can look out onto the like ocean but no one can see in
1: yeah yeah we can figure that out i'm sure that's fine i uh i think books quite good as well because you know if you get some thin books some quite deep books you can make your kind of own acoustic baffles out on your bookshelves, can't you like spread that sound around with different yeah, yeah. different depth books yeah
2: lots of reflections flying everywhere yeah.
1: nice okay so we've got you all set up on the cove what's what's the cove called again Tamarama, Tamarama. I mean, that's a great name as well. Yeah. Tamarama.
2: <laughs> it's... yeah, Tamarama.
1: Yeah, Tamarama. Yeah, uh, and it would be great if you had Banana Rama there.
2: Well, I mean, band. they can come. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Banana Rama and Tamarama. <laughs> yeah, I can't even say it. Okay, so you get your f- ne- next up. We've got the three free items. uh You get you get to choose a computer, okay. a DAW. And an audio interface that you've got to live with forever okay. in the studio. So first up, the computer. Are you Mac PC?
2: I'm Mac. I've been dreaming about getting those Rack, the Rack computer. And um, it's like the um, silver one. Yeah.
1: Is that the cheese grater thing? That, yeah, with all the yeah. holes.
2: Yes. <laughs> it looks exactly yes. like a cheese grater. And yeah, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've um been on the website just to like see... Like everything that you can spec it out to, like I think like over yeah. fifty grams. As you can
1: imagine, this con- this one comes qu- up quite a lot on the uh, on the Dream Studio. Yeah. Oh, really? What I was really <laughs> hoping you, know? you were going to say then is <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've actually grated cheese on the front of one of those computers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what did you start producing on software wise, and, and what are you on now, or is it the same?
2: I started on GarageBand on my parents' computer when I was a teenager, and I kind of found that. I I didn't even know what it was, but I saw it had, like, a little guitar and I was, like, obsessed with guitar. So I opened it and would just record myself and, like, add so much reverb and be like, oh, this is so lush. Um, And then I got Pro Tools, which I still use for, like, recording anything, like recording vocals and mixing, but mostly I use Ableton for, like, actually creating Producing that type of stuff.
1: Interesting how you missed out Logic when starting with GarageBand, and you didn't sort of. Yeah.
2: I had a a quick stint with Logic, but I think it was I found Ableton kind of at a similar time, and I think I had like a cracked version of Ableton, um, and I just like got into it way more. So then I stopped using Logic.
1: Okay. And what what about the Pro Tools thing? How come that came before? Ableton.
2: Um because I think I like Googled how to record and it was like Bloody Avid's great
1: SEO. (laughs) (laughs) Um
2: yeah, so I I went to like a local music store and like bought the C D of Pro Tools. Whoa. Classic. And um yeah. Started recording on that. And I just love how like you can basically do so much like fine editing in it mm. and mm. I and also comping I mean now live has it mm-hmm. um with 11 but like yeah I just need comping for vocals
1: so what are you going to pick if you can only have one yeah. well you can only have one one on this this bit I mean if you want another DAW you can choose oh, one, as one of your you six items choose... later on but you get these first three items are just included because mm. everybody needs a computer yeah. a DAW an audio interface so what's the DAW you're going to go Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, okay. Ableton, because now it has comping, and I feel like it, there's basically everything in there that you need, plus Max for Live, if you get Suite, so you can basically create an endless amount of plugins.
1: Yeah, that is one of the, uh, Very the get-arounds yeah. of our no bundles rule, is, is Ableton Live <laughs> Suite, because we it don't count that as a bundle, there, yeah. do we? Well, we 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 let no. that one fly. Um yep. Okay, and what about the audio interface? I mean, it's uh, a, a relatively boring thing in the studio, but very important too. I mean, uh, have you gone through different ones in 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 your career so far and found ones that you love, um, found ones that you hate, or do you just not care?
2: Honestly, I'm not. Yeah, at the moment, what do I have? RME, but I like the Universal Audios. That can you have plugins with those plugins? Ooh, you only get the ones that okay, come with so, it. Yeah. I mean, this is. Oh, what. That's not what bad. What comes
1: with, what's the standard? You get you get a handful of them as standard, don't you, Will? I mm. think you get like it, d- the UAD2 standard ones. I mean, I got some standard ones when you buy the card, so they must get it when you get the interface as well. You get a few, yeah. RME is really rock solid though, isn't it? I mean, you must be happy with that. It's not let you down too much, right?
2: It hasn't let me down at all, but I think I would go with Universal Audio just for those few little extra plugins.
0: Yeah. Yeah, ah, it so make you're a already difference. gaming the system here. Yeah. <laughs> Already a little bit of gaming and okay, fine, okay. fine. But I, I I get a sense that there's going to be a lot of gaming at this particular. Set <laughs> I mean, rules. if it's
2: forever, I've got to make sure that I'm like setting myself up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bend those rules. You have, <laughs> yeah we'll Yeah, But if my, we'll let, we'll so, might yeah, get that. We'll see. I'm going to
2: push it until <laughs> <Yeah>. until <laughs> okay. I can't.
1: If we're going to go for the the UA mm-hmm. interface, um, are we going for the? I guess the is it the eight eight preamp version? That's the top of the top of the line one, is it? Well.
0: It it depends how many inputs you want. Yeah. What what are you going to go for, Kuchka? Um, Are
1: mic preamps more important than inputs or what's...
2: I mean, unless I get a lot of mics and stuff, then there's not really any point in having that many. Am I allowed to have people come over to the studio and bring their own stuff?
1: Yeah, as long as you invite me and Will. That's the rule. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay, so let's get the maximum that we can inputs. Okay, Okay. done. (laughs)
1: Now we're on to your six studio items, starting okay. with item number one. What number bit of eight. kit would you have? And hardware. this is hardware and software. Okay.
2: So I need monitors, I guess. Yeah.
1: Congratulations on spotting that because um, some people get to item five before they realize.
2: <laughs> you just have to play everything out of your laptop speakers. Exactly.
1: Well, out of the little <laughs> cheese grater even. Does it even have speakers? I don't know. The cheese grater probably doesn't even have
2: Oh, it. damn. Does that mean that I need like... like a display and no, stuff. No, 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 oh, no, no. no. We'll give you a display. That's, it's yeah. so boring. That stuff's so
1: boring. Let's <laughs> okay. go. Let's yeah. let's. let's uh, so, what, right. what are you talking about monitoring wise? Then, what's the?
2: So, my favorite. I use Dynaudio. Um, I find that they are not too flattering, but um, just I don't know. I've just gravitated towards them. Mm. I've got the, lid forty eight. I think, but I don't nice. think I will get those. I would get the core ones. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I like them a lot, but the, when I was like buying mine, they were just like a little bit out of my price range.
1: I mean, we can go, we can try um, and... Uh, your
2: dreams.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something really at the top of the order range that we can we can install in this Tamarara Coast
0: studio. Um I'm I'm looking. Um core core pretty much the the ones. Um oh, oh maybe All not. Right. Maybe not. Oh, no. Here we go. Uh no they are. No, those are the those are the big ones. Okay. The big daddy <laughs> ones. Yeah. Well, that was an anticlimax. <laughs> yeah. <sorry. laughs> what, I mean, yeah. Okay.
1: I was waiting for some secret dying audio speakers worth 48 grand. But no. <laughs> sorry. When did you get the Dynoody's? Did it change a lot when you when you got sort of decent monitors? Because there's always that stage in everybody's career when it's like, right, I'm going to get some proper monitors.
2: Yeah, I mean, before I think I had those, like, Yamaha ones. Not the NS10s, the, like...
1: HS50s, yeah, HS80s. Those yeah, those type.
2: And, like, they're fine and they're good for, you know... When, like I thought they were amazing when I first got them. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa, next level!"
1: They're great value those speakers, though. They are the HS yeah. range. I think you know, lots of people like them.
2: But then I always found I was like, "Oh, am I just terrible at mixing?" And because then I would go to you know mix my stuff and be like, "Oh, this like I'm almost embarrassed." And I think it was a mixture between my room sounding bad and my monitors just not having so much definition. And then I got the mm. Dynaudio's when I was working on this record. And when I went to mix, I was like, oh, it sounds like pretty close. So, yeah, I've just definitely noticed a huge difference.
1: And do you, do you listen to other people's records a lot on your studio speakers? Yeah. I mean, and I don't, yeah, I was going to say, not just when you're working, I mean, like just when you're hanging out or whatever I think that that changes things as well I think if you can be exposed to the speakers as much as possible definitely I think that's why some people find that they used to mix better on their hi-fi speakers and then they got proper monitors and they found it more tough but then they didn't listen to to normal music on there
2: yeah yeah (laughs) I
1: I... I definitely had that transition from going from student digs and doing everything through a hi-fi kind of thing in your one room to having a separate room for a studio but then only really ever listening to your own music on those speakers which is a bit distracting
2: Ah, yeah that makes sense I definitely I mean I just moved studios like a week ago and I'm still because in my old room I kind of like knew it and always would like adjust so I'm still getting used to this and I went to listen to a mix that I did the other day on my hi-fi and I was like oh god like you really don't know this room yet
1: yeah it's mad, it's mad how when you go to hi-fi no matter how cheap it is because that's or, or even through a tv or something because you're just exposed to it so much that you need to spot stuff yeah. straight away that you wouldn't on your studio yeah. speakers even
0: um totally okay so item number one that's logged in right well yeah dynaudio core 59 that's it's not a cheap set okay. of speakers though so we kind of did upsell the dream a bit <laughs> um okay. yeah we've gone okay. for the big ones if that's okay that's uh yeah a cool six thousand dollars for your um, speakers. Perfect.
2: I feel like my room's going to be quite big, so yeah.
1: Okay, so item number two. What's number two going to be?
2: Uh, my microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have Sony C eight hundred G.
1: Whoa! Which, nice.
2: Yeah, my favorite. It just made recording so much easier when I got it. I like saved up for so long to get it.
1: And how did you find one? Because oh, Are they. There's retro ones, there's new ones, right,
0: Will? We had this before. They can be a little tricky to get hold of. I think they're still being made.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure mine was new. I just got it from Vintage King.
0: What is it about the the C800G then? What is it about the sound that you, you particularly like?
2: Well, I had actually never heard of it. And maybe like three years ago, me and a couple of other people went on a riding trip to Norway to this like mm. crazy studio like next to this big lake and we were like working on stuff and there was this mic in the room and, you know, the way it's got that kind of like cooling system on the back. Mm. Yeah, the, yeah, radiator the radiator on the back, yeah. <laughs> and it was Sony and that was kind of like the one that was set up and we were like so ignorant. We were like, what is this Sony mic? like?
1: <laughs> this is <isn't> a Neumann. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this (laughs) isn't sure.
2: (laughs) And it just looked so dorky. And we were like, yeah, just like, oh, what is this? And then I did some vocals on it. And I was just like, wait, what? I was like, this sounds amazing. And then we like started Googling it. And we were like, oh, it's like everyone's favorite microphone. And it's like 10 grand. And Mm. we are really dumb. (laughs) Um, And then I got obsessed with it. And yeah, I think it's. Previously, I would have to like double my vocals and spend a lot of time recording them. But with this mic, Mm. I can do one take and it just cuts through so nicely in the mix. And that's it.
1: Are you going straight into the RME with that? Or how are you pre-in it at the moment currently?
2: Oh, at the moment, I've got a little lunchbox. Um,. But I think in my dream studio, I would definitely upgrade from that.
1: So should we go to item number three and talk about preamps and if you're going to get a preamp? I mean, you don't necessarily need one. You've got some pre's on the universal audio there.
2: True. But I was wondering <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: if... <laughs> Put your finger ready on the button, Will. I can hear something <laughs> come in and get ready. ready. Here we go. Okay, okay.
2: Is it possible to get like a desk like a whole desk
1: yes yes that is allowed yeah it's allowed yes remove your finger Amazing. from the button well it's fine yeah a desk <laughs> yeah, a desk is fine yeah, yeah that's, that's not a hack a desk yeah, is good. sorry yeah it's okay sing- single item so you're gonna get a desk exciting yes. what you're gonna get
2: definitely i'm gonna get the ssl that like big classic desk
1: oh like the 4000g series or e series or k or j or one of those oh
2: crap i don't know um
1: if you've used one in real life at a studio you can just take the one straight out of this last studio you used if you want.
2: Oh. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. Sorry, Lee. <laughs> um <laughs> I'll take his desk um from Crank Recording Studios in Perth because that's pretty close to Sydney, so yeah. um It's yeah. not that close
0: though, is it? Perth to Sydney is like <laughs> it's like la to new york <laughs> distance sort of thing like it's a long yeah. way yeah
2: so it's, uh, maybe there's one maybe there's one in sydney and then lee can keep his desk okay um yeah so if, if there is one in sydney i'll i'll grab that and but ideally it's yeah. the one from
1: crank re- re- crank recording studios yeah <laughs> i mean yeah uh, we can find out the exact model there i'm, I'm sure they have got it listed on this on their site right is it a commercial facility yes yeah yeah um well, that's cool so Always, always SSL or, you know, is it?
2: Well, the reason why that one is because when I was mixing my first EP, I took it to Crank and he put it like, um, to mix it, put all the like stems through each channel of the desk and without even like changing any levels, doing anything, he just had like the compression from in the desk it just sounded yeah, so yeah. much more expensive.
1: It's that kind of the summing, just putting everything summed through it properly, and then that 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 classic pop yeah. compressor on the end, yeah.
2: Yeah, it just sounds amazing. And then I did the same thing. I actually went back to Perth to mix my album just because I loved working with him and like also, yeah, his process and running everything through that desk. So yeah
1: and i mean that's become part of your sound now i guess is the new new albums that's all done there as well was it yeah 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 okay so yeah that's 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 it now now you've got that desk you don't need to go to (laughs) Perth. you put well
2: lee can come to sydney and mix there and we can like chill out on the beach because he's awesome
1: nice the Music Tech My Studio podcast is supported by Evo by Audience, the fantastic Evo Start Recording Bundle, and the Evo 4 and Evo 8 interfaces.
0: Yes, if you're a beginner, you can enter the world of audio recording with the Evo Start Recording Bundle, a professional, powerful, and versatile solution for home recording from studio-grade audio brand, Audient. This comprises the Evo 4 audio interface, the remarkably robust SR1 large diaphragm condenser mic with shock mount, and a set of the Audient Evo SR2000 monitoring headphones.
1: That's right. Featuring loopback and smart gain, the new Evo bundle and compact interfaces make sure you can
0: achieve studio quality recordings from the start. Smart gain means you don't have to worry about setting input levels, making it ideal for music makers who want to spend time creating, not engineering. And loopback lets you record everything you hear through the interface, making it a great fit for home recording rigs, podcasters, streamers, and content creators. Evo Start Recording Bundle is suggested
1: to retail at 199 pounds, 220 euros, and 249 dollars in the USA.
2: <laughs> Discover Evo
0: online at evo.audio.
1: Okay, so what are we on now? Item number four?
2: Four. Item number four. Okay, so I've got a mic, a MIDI keyboard, yeah. um, because I mm-hmm. am going to be using mostly soft synths. I'll have to do Ableton synths, I guess.
1: Well, unless you get some. Um, I
2: mean,
1: we can do some more. Upsell your dreams. I mean you could have a synthesizer or type thing that outputs MIDI that you can use as a MIDI keyboard as well. Double whammy. True. Yep. Double whammy.
2: So how many things have I got left? Got three more left. Three.
0: Three. I mean we can mm. do
1: we can do a little recap. Well, where we will do a little recap and then you can change your mind on something if if you feel, but I mean what's let's let's talk about you know, where you get your musical ideas from then. You said you were obsessed with guitar. I mean mm-hmm. when you come to songwriting now, I mean what do you sit at a piano or a MIDI keyboard? How, you know, how do the music how are the musical ideas formed, or is it or is it vocals?
2: Just on the laptop right now. I used to use way more like hardware things. And then as time went by, I either got more lazy mm. or just better at like making soft synths sound good and like work for me. Um but yeah, basically I will sometimes even just like input midi from my actual keyboard
1: but what i mean is in, in the creative process like how does does a, a song form itself from like just a, a, from a sound or from a chord or from a sample or from a you know what i mean like how 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 does that form uh, okay. or do you sit at a piano and play an actual song and then deconstruct it into more sort of synth and kind of glitchy kind of thing
2: It literally depends on the track, but most often recently it comes from more of like a concept or a mood. So I'll think of something that I really want to write about and maybe like Mm. write like a phrase that I really like. And then from there, I'll either come up with like some vocal ideas or like, synth ideas it could go anywhere from that initial kind of like um concept but yeah and then I like to reference back to my initial idea when I've like worked on stuff for a bit just to be like okay yeah this fits like with kind of like the imagery that I imagined at the beginning
0: how how often do you find that you sort of stray away because I know that when when i'm doing production stuff i'll start with an idea and then be like oh yeah this is really great and then you end up just doing things that you do like just almost reflexively and then you go you find that you're miles away from where you started is that is that an issue for you
2: it happens but i wouldn't say it's an issue it's kind of i like it
0: just your issue Will. sorry yeah showing myself up there
2: <laughs> well i mean it is an issue if i am like oh i really wanted to say this specific thing but if i end up kind of mm. like going on a tangent, it's probably because I have been like, oh, actually, this sounds more like another idea that I've been kind of working on. So it will like mm. morph into something else and it, and it might just kind of like give birth to new ideas. So I definitely wouldn't turn it down. But I think the reason why I like to reference back is because I know it's like super common, but I get really like bored of my own stuff and, like, full of self-doubt. <laughs> so <laughs> when I'm, like, finishing a track and I've heard it, like, 5,000 times, I'm like, okay, I can't hear it as music right now, but, like, does it connect to this still? And that kind of, like, pushes me, I so guess. So does that
1: mean you, you find it easier to, to, to finish stuff quickly if possible so you you don't that doesn't set in that self-doubt and that or is that not always possible
2: <laughs> the self-doubt can set in within 10 minutes
1: <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> to be honest but finishing stuff quickly is preferable yeah
1: and not getting bogged down in in mixing or like the technical just getting the song together yeah
2: yeah just get it everything's messy. The automation's like woof, everywhere. There's like 10 different vocal tracks with all different ideas that I'm going to go back to and just like sometimes even like three different tracks within one session because I'm just like trying to get everything out while I can.
1: Speaking of automation, that reminds me of a, a, a conversation I had with a different producer. Do you have any studio OCD habits? Like the, the producer I'm thinking of that I talked oh. to, always had to have his automation curves perfectly. He'd get rid of any extra little squares that weren't required, you know. So he'd tidy up everything. Or, or, he'd, had or he'd always, another yeah. studio OCD was always having the base brown as as the color or whatever. Like Yes. Any studio OCD habits that you're willing to admit to us today?
2: Color is a big deal. When right. I kind of use times when I'm not that inspired to like clean up my sessions and I'll like, have synths are always pink for some reason the bass and like mm-hmm. kick stuff is like dark blue my percussion is yellow um and dra- what
1: about where they are on the in the height of the uh the
0: track
2: yeah that like the bass stuff is at the top and the vocals are at the bottom
0: yeah it's Ooh. weird isn't it some people <laughs> oh, <I laughs> love that. why would you why would you put the vocals at the bottom <laughs> Like, I don't, don't, know. don't vocals go at the top? Okay. Well, well maybe I'm,
2: yeah. y- I-, I think usually because I like will have a lot of guide vocals at first because ah, I'll okay. only record the proper vocals like when everything's done because I tend to change BPMs of tracks like mm. wildly. Um, and then I end up like re recording. So maybe because of that. So I kind of like just push them away for the time being
1: is that one of the um one of the sort of curses of ableton that bpm changing is so possible <laughs> yeah. maybe because i guess when you were in garage band and pro tools not as simple to just completely change the whole bpm of a track if there's lots of audio and
2: let me tell you in GarageBand, band i couldn't i didn't even know what a bpm was <laughs> so <laughs> i think i discovered that after like a year i'm like oh this is cool
1: you had like yeah. 50 tracks all at 120 beats per minute <laughs> That's good.
2: Yeah, and just not using a grid because I didn't kind of, like, work that out yet. Just recording or, like, yeah, trying to make it work however, you know, just... That
1: could be cool sometimes, though, can't it? Just, like, approaching it like it's an actual tape recorder, four-track kind of thing and Mm. not... Just hitting record, not knowing that there's a tempo click in the background that you're not aware of. And yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. I used to, I think when I first started writing, my stuff was like way more interesting because I had like no references of like, I don't know, like...
1: Naivety can be really powerful though, can't it? Being really, being really yeah. innocent and naive to the technology can actually, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but various other people... That I've interviewed over the time, you've, you you you're asking them about their process, thinking it's going to be this unbelievably technical thing of how they got this such original sound, and it was completely because they were completely naive to the plugin or to the synth or to the process. um There was a great one with the guitar sound, wasn't there? Once was this on the podcast? Will where they were talking, they accidentally mic'd the back of the amp because the oh, it was no, it was um, it was a Portishead record. They hung the mic in front of the amp, but the, the it was like the wrong way around. So the mic was facing outwards, not against the amp. And everybody's like, how did you get that guitar sound? And they were like, oh, we just completely messed it up when we recorded. But it sounded great in the end. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, Naivety. I love
2: that. Those accidents. Yeah. and And it's also like knowing when to keep things that you did by yeah. accident.
1: Yeah, I think that curation mm. is the kind of the name of the game with most art, isn't it? It's not really... Process totally. Um, so, where what were we on? We got sidetracked. My fault. Item number four.
2: Item number four. Oh, MIDI keyboards. I might get um the Rolly, one of those MPE ones.
0: Ooh, oh, a Seaboard. Nice. The big Seaboard Grand. Is it? Yeah. So, have you played one of these before?
2: Yes, I actually. What do you think I was on tour in. France and the first time I saw one I was in a music store and I was just like whoa what the hell is this and I got my friend who was on tour with and I was like look this thing's crazy and he was like okay I'm buying it and I was like damn I hate you if I could have bought this I would get it
1: who's laughing now um, though in the dream yeah. studio you've got one bam <laughs>
2: Finally, <laughs> They've these got a weird later. sort of
1: texture to them, don't they, though? The, the rollies, like it's got a kind of sort of android skin kind of feel. Silicon. Yeah.
2: My friend describes it as um, a giant midi sex toy.
1: Mm. Yeah. Maybe a <laughs> sort of dolphin-like, I kind yeah. of imagine. Or a whole piano made of <laughs> aubergines.
0: Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's weirdly not in their marketing material that particular description. <laughs> yeah. The welcome to the future of keyboards, the aubergine
1: piano. We should make that. Uh, should we? I yeah. think people do <laughs> that,
2: right? You can get those oh, kits yeah, you where yeah, yeah, yeah. you put MIDI into like yes. anything, and people have made right, yeah. like vegetable MIDI keyboards, plants. I saw a gig where someone had like made a plant into a MIDI keyboard. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a student that did that once, like you can Max for Live converting, like when you grab the leaves and then the leaf, the leaf sort of knows that it's been touched somehow, I guess from electrical yeah. current or something. So cool. Maybe courgettes actually thinking about them more <laughs> the right shape <laughs> than aubergines, aren't they?
2: Aubergines are large. Aubergines, you, it's kind of like a drum. Mm.
1: Yeah. Or the aubergines could be the foot pedals on like a giant vegetable organ.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. You'd have
1: to play it barefoot though to connect. <laughs> But that's fine. Anyway.
2: Very grounding. So,
1: have you you haven't had one since? You need to get you need to get one in your own. I need to get one, right? I need to get one. That MPE kind of thing is seems like the mm. future, right? It's kind of right. been more and more since have it built in.
2: Yeah, and the new live has MPE support, I saw. Mm-hmm. I haven't it used have. eleven yet, but it has that. And I feel like if I didn't get one with MPE, then since it's forever studio, in like ten years' time, I'll be like, "Oh my god, what is this regular MIDI?"
1: And you're not fussed about like having a, a like a, a normal normal keyboard or a piano-style keyboard that doesn't bother you? Not you not?
2: Um, not really, because I think I'm gonna ha- get a piano for my oh, next one. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to item number five and is that the piano then
2: Yeah well I was thinking I want something that's kind of acoustic and but I'm not amazing at piano but I do feel like at some point I want to like make a record that's you know got some more like organic textures so I was thinking you know those Disclavia? Oh yeah pianos
0: Oh, that's a, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Okay. Have you listened to this podcast before, Kuchika?
2: I listened to the Taiko.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. This is, a, this is a secret item. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's a secret? It's, well, no, it's just like, it's not, not everybody knows about the disc clavier. So that's a, that's a great oh, no. choice. Yeah. Just, yeah. Really good choice.
2: Yeah, there was one at my uni and I never actually used it, but I saw other people use it and just write these like insane mm. like pieces that were just virtually impossible to play. And it would just be like, doo, 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 doo. this is yeah. the
1: one that kind of plays itself <laughs> and that kind of haunting, yeah, like the haunted piano.
2: You can feed it MIDI. Yeah. So cool. And I, I'm wondering if it goes the other way, like if you play, then it will. Send MIDI? Yeah,
0: it does, yeah. So then,
1: ah, so you amazing. can have your C-board on top for all your MPE yeah. stuff
0: and then you can have... Oh, that is nice, actually, yeah.
2: Yeah, going to be amazing. Oh, I really want this now. <laughs>
0: what are you going to do with it then? What are you going to do with the disc that you couldn't do with a, a regular piano?
2: Um, well, I'm going to be able to write stuff that I can't actually play because, yeah, I'm pretty bad at keys. I can play, like, a couple of basic... Classical pieces, like like grade three.
0: Still better than our song. Um,
2: <laughs> So I could write that stuff. And also I like the idea of like doing prepared piano with it.
0: Mm.
1: Feeding it MIDI and then doing, yeah, nice.
2: Yeah, so you could have like varying degrees of like, say if you have like some metallic sounds in there, then you could send it MIDI so it's like hit, always hits at the right um level to get like one texture mm-hmm. so then you could have like all of these percussive elements that actually oh I just realized how am I gonna record this
0: with your c800 right
2: oh I got one mic got microphone yeah <laughs> okay yeah, it's,
1: it's good mic I mean you've got you've got one more item after this right so you know if you, if you want oh, them with a mic yeah but, I mean who needs stereo especially when you've got MIDI you can just play it keep infinitely playing it back and putting the mic in different positions
2: oh that is so smart
0: (laughs) yeah thanks thank you thank you thank you i love
2: this (laughs) amazing
0: that would make a really weird stereo though wouldn't it if it was it's never going to be the same twice especially with like a a prepared prepared piano that would be yeah that'd be weird i'm I'm interested to hear kind
2: of fun yeah, yeah, it could
1: be interesting. Well, I mean you've got forever to figure out the perfect stereo image <laughs> using one mic True. multiple times. True. I think with the right surely you will with the right measurements the amount of, you know, infinite monkeys and all of that easily. Actually,
0: yeah, actually thinking about it, you could do that would be really cool because you could because if your is playing back off your timeline, then it's always going to be aligned. Yeah. The audio is always going to be aligned with your so you could literally just that would be mad. You could do like a full weird surround thing with it if you wanted to. I don't know. Just thinking about mad stuff. So does cool. live support Oh no, no, no don't it,
2: don't
0: it doesn't so, so yeah. I have no. a question. Scratch that. <laughs> okay.
2: Is it gonna be live eleven forever or do you get the updates?
1: I will give you the updates.
2: Okay. Will we?
1: Oh
0: okay. <laughs> oh. Well you think in live eleven forever will. That's I feel like that's, that's a new rule. <laughs> I mean, it's just a new it's just a new precedent. I don't think we've been
1: asked for really? No,
0: we haven't, that's true. Yeah. Are the He's updates d- free?
2: Oh, sometimes. Uh, I don't know.
1: Because I think, I think that, should be, that should be the rule. We're inventing a new rule right here. Because <laughs> like oh, wow.
2: FL, FL Studio, mm-hmm.
1: right, the updates are free for life. But like Cubase, you have to pay every time. So I think if you have to pay, that's essentially a new item.
2: Okay. I think I mm. had to pay for 10, but I don't know if you have to pay for 11 if you have 10. Is it
0: free I don't, updates for life? Mm, okay. Logic's free Let's updates, say. right? right. Oh, that but that, kinda of changes the prospect slightly if you get free updates for life, right? Because you're meant to be locking it in. Okay. Okay, free updates for life. Free D A W free updates for life. Fine. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. a free it's a free
1: it's all a right. free Amazing. Okay, fine.
2: I feel like at some point all of them will get really good at doing what the other ones do. Exactly. So maybe in like ten years it's not gonna matter so much what you use. Mm.
1: Yeah. And you'll be in such a crazy world of still trying to mic that piano with one mic it won't matter anyway (laughs) you'll have sent yourself crazy in 10 years trying to get the perfect stereo image with one mic so meanwhile ableton will have its own ai compositional feature it'll be making amazing music and you'll just be going mad yeah,
2: <laughs> I've written a super long piece that on MIDI that the Disclavia is like playing out as I move yeah. the mic over time yeah, it's, it's like super conceptual yeah. maybe a great you could idea. incorporate
1: some kind of dance thing while holding the mic that's sort of a, oh. a dance a dance composition and moving the mic change, I don't know
2: I'll start training now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stretching
1: so what's that item number six the final item will right Mhm. indeed
2: um do i get headphones
1: you don't get headphones
0: no you, they, they will be an extra
2: <sighs> okay so i'll need to get headphones then
0: but before you do i think oh, come, I, I think if you've got we've had people who are just like oh yeah i'll just use my earbuds or whatever for yeah. like if you're doing if you need to track if you think about tracking then i think don't worry yeah. about it but if you're thinking... Oh, of, perfect. Yeah, I think let's let's not worry about that because yeah, as long you, as you can you, mix, can, you can
1: have no. like the headphones that came with your phone or like the height, like things like that, but you can't... You don't get included like some mad studio headphones.
2: Okay, so if, regular headphones are okay. fine. I'd like barely... I'd, sometimes I even record with the iPhone. There you go.
1: anyway. <laughs> so we've still got one free item. That keeps it interesting as well. So what's what's the other item going to be?
2: Oh, wow. Okay. So I... Oh, do I want a guitar or do I want a synth? Very... With,
1: it's Dream Studio as well, um, so think
0: about the synths as a... Curveball. What about something from the Lunchbox?
2: Oh. Oh, I know what I'll get. The Eventide Chorus Rack thing. Three... H Harmonizer.
1: H8000, is it, Well, Oh. Uh... Three thousand. Three
2: thousand. I feel like H. it's three thousand. Yeah, I'll get that. That's sick.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay.
2: Because I'm guessing, like the plugins on live for that aren't going to be as good as the actual rack gear.
0: I mean, that's a serious bit of kit, right? mm Hmm. Okay, hang on. So which one are we going to go for? Because there's there are loads of harmonizers. There's the like, most expensive one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the most expensive. Yes, <laughs> that's how this show works, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you might... Is be it right the
1: 3,000 or the 5... No. I feel like there's an 8,000. Have I
0: made that up? There, there is there is an 8,000. Yeah, I'm just trying to find all of the, the details. Oh, it's the H9000. 9,000. 9,
2: oh.
0: No. Oh, that, that is... That's the beast. An extra yeah, thousand oh, of okay. stuff. It's, it... They've added an extra <laughs> thousand <laughs> <laughs> stuff.
2: I've never used the 9,000. I think I've only heard of the 3,000.
1: Wow. Well, then you're in for 6,000 more stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is that like 6,000 more presets? I have no
1: idea.
0: I don't know. Um, I think it's, yeah, I I don't know how they calculate it. Um, so what's your experience with the harmonizer then?
2: Um, so when I didn't have this mic, I would basically like double or triple my vocals. And it sounded nice, but it kind of, I felt like it needed to be smoothed out a bit. So I would run them through that. And Mm. it just, yeah, kind of brought all the doubles together and then made it really wide and like silky.
1: Again, it's kind of a a bit like the SSL. It's kind of just like instant record pop sort of, you know, that just sounds like a record because that machine's on, or that kind of sound is on a lot of stuff, isn't it?
2: Yeah. And then like there's also all of the crazy presets that you can use that like do... More stuff, but even just yeah, the simple. I think it just like detunes slightly and then um sends it in like different directions. And yeah, it's a big makes-
1: modulation device, isn't it? It's like so it has like choruses and phasing and but and variations on that. I don't know, I don't know loads about it. I mean, I didn't know there was a 9000, uh, <laughs> I knew there was an 8000.
0: There's a quote about one of them that says that it it fucks with the fabric of space time, or something along Ooh. those lines. I yeah, think that's it's like a, it a bit, isn't it? A, a t- I mean, a tiny, <laughs> tiny bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd definitely
1: return it back to back to uh, Guitar Center or whatever if that happened. Uh, I've got an issue. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, just uh, it says here that it fucks with space time, <laughs> and
0: uh, I mean, my voice voice sounded okay, but. I love the idea that you might go in with like a full Doc Brown look as well. It's like really flustered. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you weren't kidding. This, this shit's crazy. Just rock like Screech up in a DeLorean.
1: <laughs> okay. So, we've got everything locked in and you right, we're going to do we're going to do the rundown. So, okay. settle in, will. Set the scene.
0: We're in Sydney on Tamarama Beach in a futuristic Cave abode, full of rugs and books, overlooking the sea. Your computer is a Mac Pro in a rack. Not not the country. No. <laughs> <laughs> got a great internet connection now. It's fine.
1: <laughs> so noisy. We had to put it in a rack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. For clarity, you have a oh. rack mount Mac Pro. <laughs> Chris is nodding. Okay. Your DAW is Ableton Live 11 Suite. Your audio interface is the Universal Audio Apollo X8P. For monitoring, you have a pair of the Dynaudio Core 59s. You're recording with the Sony C800G, a very good choice. You have stolen, which is uh, another <laughs> another way, good way of doing this. Uh, you've stolen an SSL from your friend at Crank Recording. It's an SSL 4072 E slash G. So it's got both of those EQs in it, which is great. Great news, that's a a very good choice. You've gone for controllers for a a c seaboard. We're saying the grand, which is also an instrument in its own right with its own synth engine. Uh, you also, for your other controller, you've gone for the Yamaha Disclavier, which is another fine choice so that you can do stereo recording stereo recording forever. Um, and then you have chosen for your final item, your sixth item in the studio, an Eventide H9000 processor. How does that sound?
2: Oh, it sounds amazing. Like, I just want to be let loose in that studio right now. That's
1: right. For the next album. Nice. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so that brings us. Uh, the studio is is you know that's sealed, that's done, the that's ordered, it's on the way. Mm-hmm. But there's one mm-hmm. final item, and that's uh, your luxury item, and that's uh, a non non not a piece of kit. So uh, a luxury yeah. item for your studio. What are you thinking?
2: So I would like to patent uh, an invention for this item, if that's possible.
0: Okay. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I've got my paperwork so ready. I'm
2: at I'm at the beach. And I'm working in my studio. And what I'm thinking is that I have a piece of equipment. It's kind of like a biohacked sushi train.
1: Go on. So the fish just comes straight out of the water into your mouth.
2: <laughs> so there's a sushi train that's like runs through the studio. And on one end it's like got a device that like goes down, catches the fish, whips it back up just it has like a little machine that like slices it whatever and it's like connected somehow to like my body so it knows when i'm hungry and then it just like you're working and suddenly this like plate of fresh sashimi just comes into view and you're just like, oh, thanks so much. In
1: my head, it's an actual little train yeah. as well. In my <laughs> head, it's like,
2: choo-choo, yeah. here
1: comes the sushi train, <laughs> yes.
2: choo-choo. Yes.
1: And it does makes a little noise as well, yeah. so you know it's time. Choo-choo. And all, all your guests are like, what's that? It's like, it's the sushi train. So good. I love this. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is so much better than when people just say, oh, I'd have, you know, a ping pong table. It's like a biohacked sushi train. Yeah. Yes.
2: Right? Yes. <laughs> So that's, it, it's literally, it would make my life complete.
0: Yeah, that's great. Tell us about your <laughs> um, sushi uh, fondness.
2: Well, it all started off back in Perth and my friend Bronwyn had found out that there was some like Japanese master chef working out of this like suburban, like tiny little cafe and so she took me there and introduced me to all of this amazing Japanese food, Ugh, like tentacles and like the best sushi. And yeah, since then, I've just been obsessed. Nice. And
0: is it normal for you in the studio to forget to eat? I mean, is that like a, is this why this is such an important feature for you? You need the sushi train <laughs> to signal.
2: Choo-choo. I mean, I'm not the type of person who forgets to eat, no. <laughs>
1: okay. and uh australia versus la in terms of sushi is australia winning
2: 100 percent. yeah yeah yeah
1: because they're located it's nearer japan it makes sense doesn't it
2: yeah and just the fish the seafood is so fresh there
1: so are you going to move back to australia in real life do you think or are you you still in la for the time being i mean how's the pandemic been over there and that kind of side as well?
2: oh yeah the pandemic has sucked here yeah i bet you were
1: wish you were in australia for this
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I am not very social, so it's been fine for me. But just the city in general, it, I am, you know, there's a lot of people who you can see are like really struggling, and like the homeless population has just definitely increased, and it's just like it just sucks. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah.
1: We just got to hope that this year is the the year when every everywhere starts getting proper grip on it. It looks like yes anyway not too much for down at the end there. way <laughs> from sushi trade to pandemic. <laughs> to pandemic what a contrast yeah um, well that brings us to the end of the podcast uh thank you so much for joining us um everybody do check out the new album it's uh it's 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 mad the stuff i've heard i love it i love it it's really cool um and thank you so much for joining us i hope you had fun we definitely had fun talking about your yeah, dreams thanks studio. for having me and uh hope you're not too disappointed that you're not gonna walk into it right yeah. now
2: soon i i this is something uh, for soon. me to aim for yeah yeah okay fine <laughs> fine
1: and uh do you know where saddam hussein keeps it, used to keep his h3000 where in iraq oh. <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: oh my god that was so good <laughs>
1: there you go been That's saving that one <laughs> since we talked about it
2: <laughs> wow round of applause wow. round of applause <laughs>
0: <laughs> well what a surprise ending thank you kuchka i've got to say that biohacked sashimi train it was it was a curveball definitely a curveball yep. incredible yep. anyway thanks for listening and if you've made it this far you should probably subscribe to the my Forever studio podcast and leave us a review i reckon yeah leave us a top review we do read all the feedback and the suggestions
1: uh if you want to get in touch you can do that by emailing us at editors at musictech.net and next week, we'll be joined by
0: Progressive House and Tech House superstar DJ Thomas Gold. Yes, that's right. Joining us from his studio in Berlin, no less. So thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time for more adventures into Studio Foreverdom. Goodbye.